you know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And here we are, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We are not going to talk about the Live PGA WP World Championship tours all combining into one, and uh, the and the dude from the I PGA don't really tour understand it even right now. Anyway, I don't yeah. even think we could even talk about it. I don't think anybody really has any understanding of what's really happening. You know, the information is being you know we trickle it out right so. I don't know who's doing what. And the other part is I still don't care. Yeah. I've yet to give a snot about that. Exactly. So we will just tell you to tune in to our friend Frank Bassett with Golf Talk America because that's all they know how to talk about these days. Is it really? Oh, yeah. They're talking about, well, they talked about that 72-foot putt that ended the Canadian Open. Well, that's a good thing to talk about, right? Somebody, Some dude made a 72-foot putt. Yeah. Yeah. To... To, that's a, that's a walk off, man. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Right on the fourth hole of uh, of overtime, fourth right. playoff hole. Yeah, you drain that thing and you just fists are in the air and thank you very much. Yeah, Hand me my check and my trophy, <laughs> or just my check and let somebody else hold the trophy. I don't that's care. It. I'm out of here. It, it's just getting dark. I want to go home. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's just one of those one of those luck things. I don't care how good a, a putter you are, 72 footer, there is a large element of luck involved in oh, something. Of that. course. I mean, we could we could talk about, you know, whether the guy's using aim point to read the putt, or we could talk about if he's plumb bobbing to use the putt or whatever. Mm-hmm. We can talk about a lot of things. But let me tell you, he had a good start line and he had good speed. Yep. So there you go. And one of the one of those putts that speed is of the utmost importance. Yeah. Cause it's gotta, it's gotta be the right speed to take the break correctly. You know, is it really, is it really possible to, to putt through the break? If you just, if your speed's off. Oh yeah. So let's say John, that this is a, a good thing to talk about here, right? So a ball is rolling at a certain speed across a slope. Let's just say that it's only one tilt. It's not double breaker, not a triple breaker. It's just single break pot. Okay. Okay. And the ball is going across it. And let's use two different pot, two different, same distance of pot. Let's call it 20 feet. All right. And let's give it two different speeds just for the sake of understanding what I'm about to say. Okay. Pot number one, the ball is rolling at five miles an hour. Pot number two, the ball is rolling at eight miles an hour right? Off the putter face. So you hit it and instantly it launches and it goes off the putter at five miles an hour and it goes across this tilted surface. And then it begins to slow down enough at a certain point where the tilt of the surface starts to affect where the ball goes, right? It starts to move the ball because now the ball is now moving slow enough. Putt number two, that's coming off the putter at eight miles an hour. It now breaks later because it was going too fast earlier to begin to be affected by the tilt. So the ball that's rolling slower gets affected sooner by the tilt and 
and rolls that way toward whatever the tilt tells it to. And then the faster moving ball doesn't do it at the same point because it has to travel farther to takes time to slow the ball down to then become at that point of speed where the tilt can actually affect the ball. So the hitting it through the brake thing happens all the time. In my head, I'm seeing this diagram from a physics uh-huh. book of velocity in one direction and the force of gravity in a downward direction. And there's some formula there that we should work out, but we haven't the slightest idea what it would be. Yeah. I'm not smart enough for that. You know, if we were going to do something like that, we're going to call Mark Sweeney at aim point. Okay. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll bring him on the show and say, Hey, Mark, we got some common sense questions that I've been answering on our show but why don't you lay down some math for us about this? Yeah, that'll that'll be a big time audience builder. <laughs> yeah, won't it? Well, let's see. If you got this formula and you divide this thing by the square root of that thing, and you take carry the one, and yeah, <laughs> we have promised there will be no math, and we will stick by that promise. Look. Look, All right. there was no math for me in high school. There was no math for me in college. And I'm living my life with the no math calculation stuff. I, I was in my senior year of high school. I was in a calculus class because I was an honor student and they thought I'd want to take calculus for some strange reason. And I remember the uh, the teacher, Mr. Kramer, said, uh, put a squiggly line in one of the quadrants of a graph. And he said, we have formulae to figure out geometric figures, but if we were to rotate this squiggly line around the axis of this graph, we would have a non-geometric figure. And John, how would we get the area of that figure? To which I answered as I stood up and closed my book, Mr. Kramer, why the hell would we want to? And walked out (laughs) (laughs) and went downstairs and told my great advisor, I'd rather take Russian than this crap. And she said, but Russian is hard. (laughs) I said, really, have you ever tried calculus? (laughs) Give me a break. You know what I learned when I was in high school about calculus? What? It's for smart people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I learned. But even some smart people can't be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. Speaking anyway, of there's no calculus in golf, or is there? Oh, I don't know. I bet you, I bet you Mark Sweeney would disagree with that. Oh, I'm sure he would disagree with that, but you don't have to know calculus specifically because formulae may work in the engineering of a golf club or some technique of sorts, but it's not going to help the average player because unless you're, uh, what's his face? Um, you know, his name just escaped me. You know who I'm talking about. The physicist on tour. Yeah. Oh, him. Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, yeah. Unless you're him, you're not going to be doing the math while sitting on the tee or lining up a putt or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You got a good point there. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. However, there are things that you do need to know and you need to be able to figure out and you have to, understand the concepts of them. Uh, For instance, if you're uh, consistently hitting the ball and it's moving to the right, 
I don't yeah. know why I would say that, but sometimes it happens to people I've heard. You need to so, understand a why it's doing it and b how to fix it. You know what's interesting? Um, a lot of people ask me this this question, right? And they say stuff like, "Why is my ball going there?" Because that's the answer is really it. simple. Because <laughs> that's where the club face told it to go. Right. So how do we deal with the club face? Because if it's the controller of where the golf ball is, because it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, we, we are swinging the club and we are swinging the club face, but then there's the angle in which the club face is facing when it touches the golf ball that matters far more than anything else. Right. When you can get people to control the face of their club, you can get people to succeed in golf. But if you can't do that, you are in deep trouble. There's not a chance that that gets to work. There are myriad reasons why, even if you line it up correctly at address, why at contact, when you're swinging and hitting the ball, that club face is not square. Some of it's at address, some of it's during, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be nice to at least address the things that you could address at address? Right. Well, I've been what, dying to say that the, the on the show for a long time. Was, as if anybody <laughs> understood what you just said, was, was you could have the club face in the exact proper position vis-a-vis the ball and the target when you're lining up your shot, but then when you're swinging to make contact with the ball to actually execute that shot. There are numerous things that can happen to make sure that when that, or not to make sure, but to cause that club face to not be square anymore when it makes contact with the ball. Yeah. There's this concept out there that people like to talk about, you know, aim square, return square. Mm -hmm. I get it. I do. I understand. Right. You know what it solves? It solves curvature problems. Right. Right. But there's a lot of people who struggle with it because they change body angles to something that doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they change it at the beginning and sometimes they change it during. Right. Some people like to say, oh, well, I'm swinging on one plane or I'm swinging on two planes or whatever. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I get it. But nonetheless, there is an angle that the club is being delivered to the ball. And there's an angle of the club face. Right. And when the the angle of the club face is a little bit more, a few degrees more right than the angle that's delivered, that the club face is being delivered to the ball, that ball's curving right. Promise. It's going to happen. So we have to find out how do we control the ball, which means we control the face, which means what's controlling the face. And a lot of the time... It's the hands and arms, and a lot of the times it's the torso. There's a timing issue. The torso turns through a certain amount. The arms go through a certain amount, right? We have to figure those things out in order to straighten out that face. I'll tell you what, from the ground up, what we're going to do this week is we're going to discuss how to make sure that that club is delivered square, as they say. And we'll start that when we come right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. 
Crime across the country is at an all-time high. And with summer coming up, it feels like even a family road trip is taking a risk. We don't want the feeling of being unprotected and vulnerable. We found ConcealedCarry411.com. ConcealedCarry411.com gave us the help we needed to legally apply for a concealed carry permit that's recognized in over half of the country. Concealed411.com simplifies the process to apply, and it's all online. We used their free qualification process to answer a few questions and applied for our permit right from home. Thanks to reciprocity laws between states, when you're issued a New Hampshire concealed carry permit, you can legally carry in any state that recognizes your New Hampshire permit. It only takes minutes to apply, so don't wait. Exercise your rights today. Have peace of mind. Apply today. Go to www.concealed411.com. That's www.concealed411.com. Go to www.concealed411.com. All right, we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Scenario. I hear it all the time with the guys I play with. Bad shot. Guy hits the ball. It goes right or it goes left or it goes whatever. And they say, oh, man, I give me the excuse here. How many times are those excuses even close to being the real reason why the ball did that? Um. Rarely is <laughs> a nice way to put that. Yeah, They're guessing, right? They're reaching back into that one pocket that they have between their cheeks and they pull out this excuse, excuse me, reason, whichever, <laughs> however you want to see that. And it's, oh, I did this I, and I, I did that. And I, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Well, yeah, I, I felt it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I knew, I, yeah, I, of course I did because I, I did, I, that had to happen. Yeah. I, came out of it i looked up or i stood up or i something or other yeah okay screwed up so (laughs) what i tend to tell people when they want to pull that out i'll say i want you to, to understand what you just did you just automatically guessed at something that you're not sure of you don't have any shred of evidence that told you that that's what you did, but yet you're sticking to it. And so that means you're diagnosing it that way, which means you're going to go try to do something about that. And then the next thing is going to be something different. Yeah. Like, I mean, you if didn't you didn't even know if you use the wrong this, excuse for the problem, then trying to fix it doesn't work because you're fixing the wrong thing. Right. So it's possible. Hey, look, the face was pointed right. Okay. So I got to get it pointed more left. Well, all right. How in this case did the face point right? Was it twisted to the right? Was it that you were pulling on the handle out in front of the ball too much and the club face didn't get there and the face never came around to straight? Did the handle rise up and open up the club face that way? What happened? there and they all go oh no 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 i just did this mm-hmm. are you sure is it possible that it could be something different and they don't even know no so this self diagnosis thing is why you know i'm in business honestly yeah exactly because you you will not be able to see what they did and tell them what yeah, they you did yeah you know i i just fix use what these measuring did. tools and you know and then we use you know launch monitors and videos and 
you know, programs that show us what's going on with 3D with the body and say, did that really happen at that moment in the golf swing? Or are you just making up shit? Right. Guess what? They're just making stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff they've heard other people say, stuff they read in magazines, stuff they've seen in videos. But it all comes out of the same uh, um, space in their body. Yeah. You know, they all reach back in the same spot. I don't understand. It's all coming out of the same place. <laughs> that little pocket in the back. <laughs> that little pocket in the back, you know, seems to produce same amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stuff seems to have the same aroma. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so anyway, I mean, I, let's I've talk seen... about a ball that starts right and curves right. Okay, let's do that. What do we know? We know that face the, was uh, pointed right at the moment it touched it. Yeah, that's it was a, certainly that, pointed right at the target. Or the ball couldn't have started there. Right, and that our swing, right. our swing plane was was moving from right to left too. Possibly, right. mm-hmm. or it could be the swing direction was coming in dead straight down the target line, and the club face was open, so it starts right and curves right because the face was oh, right, right of the path. Yeah. So it doesn't automatically mean that the path was going left at all. That's right. It was going left of the face, but it doesn't mean it was going left of the target. I could be swinging a swimming direction coming absolutely straight down the target line and have the face four degrees pointed to the right of the target line, and that ball will start right and curve right. Mm. How many degrees off do you have to be to be way offline with a shot? Well, it depends on the ball speed, right? Okay. Let's say it's a driver. The ball's coming off really fast. You're off four degrees. You're you're in struggling. Okay. But what if it's a wedge and you're off four degrees? You're not struggling. No. You're irritated, but you're not struggling. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a wedge. I ought to be hitting it closer than that. Yep, you should. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> right. You should. Not going to argue. A, yeah. Yeah. Good way to tick off your partners. It really, really, truly is. Yeah. You know, it's something that matters. So I think that we just understand if we can control the face to match the swing direction coming in, we're in really good shape. It's really hard to screw things up because we really don't swing our swing that far away from the target. Mm-hmm. Unless we're trying to make up for something. Yeah. And people do that all the time. They do it all the stinking time. It's crazy how much they do it. So they curve a ball to the right and they misdiagnose and they say, well, well, my swing needs to go further left then. And now all of a sudden, they're just making it worse. Mm Mm-hmm. Because now they're taking their swing and swiping it across the back of the golf ball because the club face is not pointed where they wanted. So they're going to try to make it go the other way. And then they just make a bigger curve. Is the, the fact that the balls most of the time go to the right for majority of amateur golfers, recreational golfers, is it because we're right-handed? No. Okay. Because a lot of times a grip is bad. Okay doesn't work for our bodies a lot of bad things going on and we're putting a death grip on the club and the club face comes in 
right of the path. Okay. Ball spins right. We see it. We get worse because now all of a sudden we go, oh, now I got to swing left. Club face is still right of the path, mm-hmm. but now we're going at it at a harder angle and trying to hit it harder. Like that's going to make it spin less. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. But thanks for playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we got to be careful about what we know and what we try to do here. Yeah. yeah. I saw a video, man, three golfers on the tee simultaneously. It was a par three. I don't know what the yardage was. But one of them was facing directly toward the target. One of them was on the left-hand side of the tee facing right of the target, and the other one was on the right-hand side of the tee facing left of the target. They, they all hit the ball simultaneously. Hit their own ball simultaneously. The guy in the middle, his ball was straight at the cup. The guy on the left, his ball went out, probably made a 40-foot curve to the left. The guy on the right made about a 40-foot curve to the right. All three of them landed on the green very close to the pin. I don't know how many times they had to video that to get it right, but I would imagine they were there all day. Yeah. Because that was quite a feat. Imagine so too. Yeah. What are the odds of that thing being a one taker? Yeah, <laughs> slim to none. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I agree. But if you can see that video, it's it's pretty cool to watch. I like watching stuff like that. Yeah. I like watching stuff, real life stuff happening in golf. Outside of the, you know, the guy who decides to go jump over the creek and sink in the. The sink in the muck that he didn't know was muck. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. that happens every day because there's a hundred <laughs> zillion of those videos on the internet. Yeah, but come on, buddy. It's a $4 golf ball. You know, give it up. You know, your yeah. socks cost more than that. Don't ruin them in the mud. Or your shoes either, you know? Shoes and your pants and your shirt and you fall back <laughs> down and you smack your head on the ground. and yeah, It's not worth know. it in the long run. But there are guys, I, I, one of the things that uh, we, we talk about after we finish talking about, excuse me, how to not go, not curve your ball is I heard somebody say today in a video that you can learn to curve the ball to the right, or you can learn to curve the ball to the left, but you can't do both. And I went, I have seen multiple I don't know. learn how I, to do I, both. I, I, uh, that's one of the things that I work on with people is club face control and ball control. And then I get them to hit one of these and one of those, and then they start to do it. And then we start practicing for about a half an hour's worth of curveball this, curveball that, yeah. height of shot this, height of shot that. All these people who say that you can only learn one thing, maybe they can only learn one thing and maybe decide they can to only write teach that stuff down. Thing. Or maybe they'll be able to teach one thing, something. Yeah. Yeah, but come on, man. Are you telling me that tour players can only learn to hit one curvature? Bull. They own every shot in the bag. Yes, indeed, every one, and and some that you've probably never even contemplated. But we will get to that at a later time. We're going to take a quick break and come back, and again, give you a, a list of all the things you can check to make sure you're not doing so that your ball does not curve to the right. Right here for those weekend golf guys. 
Message and data rates may apply. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text Auto Credit to 88909 right now to get started. That's Auto Credit to 88909. Auto financing the easy way. Text Auto Credit to 88909. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher out at uh, Eagle Spring. All right, Eagle Springs. It? Eagle Springs. Yep. In Walcott, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Right? That's in the Vail Valley for all of you who don't know where Walcott is. Yeah. Which is me before I got here. <laughs> <laughs> not only is calculus not a strong suit, he wasn't real good at geography either. So anyway. Well, I, you know, Google Maps, baby. Google Maps <laughs> tells me a lot. Right. So we we stand on the tee, we we hit out of the fairway, even sometimes trying to chip, and our ball goes to the right. Seems to be a disease. So I like to teach people a couple of things if they want to learn it. There's a whole there's four different ways a ball can go to the right. Okay. And this is where people learn to help themselves is by using cleaner, more specific language. A ball can start right and stay on the straight line. Mm-hmm. That's going right. Right. A ball can start right, curve right. That's the second way. Mm-hmm. A ball can start straight and curve right. That's the third way. Mm-hmm. And a ball can start left and curve right. That's the fourth way. A ball can go right. Right. So if you're out there saying to yourself, my ball just went right again. I got a case to the rights. Yeah. What kind? Right. Because you can't diagnose anything by doing that. Now, the start right, stay on a straight line right. The face matched the path, and the path was headed out to the right of the target. Okay, maybe that's alignment and ball position. So maybe the fix to that kind of right is to fix your stinking alignment and ball position and point it a little bit more at the target, move your ball less back in your stance, a little bit more forward, catch it a little later in the arc, aim yourself at the target a little bit. That would be a fix for the linear shot to the right. Okay. Okay. How about this ball that starts right and curves right? Well, that's a club face that's pointed right of the target for sure. Right. We know Mm -hmm. that. So maybe the fix for that one is to soften up the grip and say, Hmm, maybe my club head didn't come around because I was squeezing the daylights out of this thing and dragging on the handle and the handle got too far out in front of the golf ball and the club face was facing right, but it was still traveling straight. Mm. That's possible. Yes, it is. Right. So maybe that's the fix for it. Right. How about the ball that starts up the middle and curves, right? We know the face was right of the path. 
And the path was left of the target. We know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe that we move the ball a tad bit more forward to catch the ball a little bit later in the arc and we soften up the grip and we sling the head around a little bit. Next thing you know, we get linear. It's a little left to the target, right? How about that ball that starts right of the target? How about we talk about that ball starts right of the target and curves or starts left of the target and curves hard right? The big monster slicer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's think about that one for, for a second. We have a club swinging direction that's way off left of the target. Pretty well got to deal with that. But the big difference here is the face is still way right of the swing path. So which do we go after first, right? Because we've got to deal with swing path path because it's nowhere near the target. And we also have the face that's way right of path. So if we stay, step one says, okay, let's do whatever we need to do to get the club face matching the swing direction. We know we're about to send one off to the left. And then we got to fix the straight line left shot. So maybe that's a two-step process one. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure that the left arm stays close to the body as it turns through. And the right hand is slinging the club face around so that the club face is facing more toward the target, more toward the, the path, right? So it goes a lot straighter in flight. But yet maybe the reason that we're swinging it hard to the left is body angles. Maybe the right arm is higher off the ground than the left. In that case, it's going to swing across your body line. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just your aim left. Maybe it's just your ball positions too far forward, but somebody's going to have to figure that out. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be you figured out themselves. I mean, the, the pl- it's not going to be the player. It's not going to be the guy who's, who's, Hitting it incorrectly or or in the wrong direction. It's it's never going to be that, right? The guy holding the club is never the guy who can figure this out unless he takes a lesson and understands real diagnostics. Yeah. And if he understands real diagnostics, then he's got a shot. But if he's just like hearing the regular old stuff, he doesn't have a chance. There's no way he can reconcile that in his head. He'll just be guessing. Yeah. So you got to learn to recognize what's happening and you got to identify the shot because a start left curve right one has two big issues. One of them is swing direction and the other one is matching the face to the path. Right. But if we're going to try to kill the curveball, so we can get more of a linear, we got to fix the problem of matching the face to the path first. Otherwise we just shifted the problem, you know, no, no, I got to change my path first. But if I didn't fix my face to path relationship, but the face is still pointed way the heck right of the path. And then I just change the path and swing direction and I move it closer to the target. All I did now is launch a ball right and start and have it curve. Right. So have any easy uh, to understand at home exercises. Well, some, some exercise things would be really good. Take away a golf ball for a minute and then point your shaft down the target line and then bring it back to the top of the swing position, right? You start out with the chest and arms are pointing down the target line. And then you kind of make a backswing that all of a sudden it's got it behind them and then make a forward swing that goes right back down the target line. Now, all of a sudden that kind of thing helps a lot of folks Mm -hmm. because then they got a feel 
They understand what the heck's going on. And they get a sense of, hey, my club got behind me. I know where the target line is. I got one painted on the ground and I'm just putting my club on it out front. Make that backswing that gets it behind it and I can see it and I can feel it and then send the club right back down the target line. Then they get a sense of those things. So there's a, a fix there at home that can solve that problem for people. Unless, of course, their right hand is higher and right wrist higher off the ground than the left, then it'll never change because mm. they set their body angles in a way that there's stood no chance of changing. Mm. Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of it. Yeah. Um, but you got to know what, what's going on before you can really fix something. Because if you don't know what's going on, then, um, you know, you uh you're guessing and you you know darn well you can't there's no way that guessing works yeah because you'll start working on something that that most probably won't help or will hurt worse yeah by the way there's somebody behind you stealing your golf balls man well no he's bringing me golf balls (laughs) okay (laughs) that's what's going on i gotcha right we got the some of the great staff out here at Eagle Springs doing their job and they're he's he's tap dancing around me doing the show here. He's okay. being nice and quiet, right? Not rattling stuff around. It's awesome. All right. It's always nice to have so. people understand what broadcasting is all about. So <laughs> yeah, right. You know, one of the things that that you keep alluding to, and we've only got about a minute and a half left to here now, but we'll come back after this break that's coming up and talk about it more. But you keep talking about um the grip and you just alluded to the fact about if your right hand is higher than your left off the ground. Um, yeah, that's, that's a concept that's a little bit strange to try to comprehend. Could you just do that real quick before the break and then we'll get into it. All right. So let's say that you got your, your right-handed golfer and you put your left hand on the grip and then you lower the handle, right? So your hand pushes downward toward the ground. The handle itself got lower and it's somewhat pointed at your crotch. Gotcha. Right. And then you put your right hand on, you swing it in from there, and then the right wrist is higher off the ground because you push the left one down. Right. That means that you're about to swing away from your body on the way back. And then it's going to go outside your body and then down across your body on the way through just because you set those angles in that way. So you can change that. Yeah. By not forcing the handle down very much at all. Right. You can level those things off. And oddly enough, your swing direction changes for the better. Goes much more down the target line. Hmm. Less across your body. Yes. As long as the left the left wrist is higher than the right off the ground. Yeah, it's amazing what happens. When angles matter, dude. Angles. Okay. So forget calculus. Let's just concentrate on geometry. You know what? I was way better at geometry because you could see it. And you go, no, no, that uh, that angle's bigger than that angle, and this angle's going this direction, and that angle's going the other direction. And you know where you can see these angles? Erector sets stuff. That's and you it. can see it in the human body. If you look at joints, and you go, where are these things pointed? Where are these things going to flow to? Two games that, that rely very heavily on geometry. One of them is ours, golf. The other one is pool. So learn geometry before you go out and play another round. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. 
In today's troubled world, our USA Armed Forces stand ready to protect you, your family, and our American way of life. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Operators are standing by to answer questions about making a tax-deductible vehicle donation. Find out how you can make a difference in the life of a United States veteran. Call 800-248-3508. For 24-hour response, call 800-248-3508. 800-248-3508. That's 800-248-3508. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. Uh, I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And we've been talking about the four reasons why your ball can go right and the four ways it, it can go right and, and how to fix each of those. And and one that he has mentioned is grip. And we just uh, did a little quick synopsis of what happens if when you lower your left wrist on the handle a little bit or, or push the handle down a little bit and your right is higher than your left wrist, you're going to have a problem. But there are other grip things. And again, I'm going to go back to what you did with uh, Intrepid Producer Mark. Just having him stand in his natural position with his arms just hanging naturally. And you yeah. st- stuck a club in his right in his left hand and said, there, that's the way you should grip the club. And it straightened him out. Yeah. When you're doing something that is, say, against the natural arm hang or the natural movements that you have, you're going to have to fight to straighten out a club face by the time it gets back to impact. For example, let's say that my arms hang where I could see as I look down at my left hand, I can see three knuckles. My thumb is on the side, on the right side. As I do that, I can look down and I can see three knuckles and some of us can even see four. But what if I put my hand on the club, left hand on the club, at a place where I could only see one knuckle or two knuckles? That is now not as over as my arm naturally hangs. Right. So one would Which assume means, that when the club came well, down, it would be open to the right because the four knuckles would be in that position naturally. Yes, you got it. Mm-hmm. Because on the way back, my arm is going to roll across my body till it gets to its natural arm hang position, and I'd be rolling a club with it. Then I'd have a hard time squaring the club face because now I have the same number of degrees of closure necessary in a shorter amount of time. And, and we're talking milliseconds anyhow here. So let's say that a guy is a slow body rotator. Those guys, if I gave them a turned over left hand, they could hit it pretty straight if their right hand wasn't too far under because we can't have the arms rolling at any faster rate than the chest is turning through or we got hooks coming because then the face comes in left the path. Right. So what you do with a guy like that is you give him his natural left hand grip and then you match the right arm into how it naturally moves by doing a couple of physical screens, next thing you know, he can square a club face, even if he's not a fast chest rotator. 
So how would you tell somebody to check their natural arm hang? Or what to do when they just get rid of a golf club in your hand. Mm-hmm. Get in your golf stance, tip over, drop your arms and let them hang like limp noodles. Okay. Do not try to touch your hands together at all. Okay. Don't just let them hang and then look down at yourself and look down at that left hand of yours, that lead hand and go, wow, why am I not holding it like that? Because the people who hold it the way their natural, their left arm lead arm naturally hang down rarely have to alter it to square the club face. And is it only the left hand that counts for a right-handed golfer? No. Okay. But it's the only one that we're beating a beating the dead horse out of right now. Okay. Because that one, when you screw it up, back of the hand relative to the club face, how much over it should be turned. Mm-hmm. When you screw that up, you'll do all kinds of other movements in your golf swing just to straighten out the face. Right. And you have to be careful with that. And they're not totally conscious movements either. It's your brain trying to fix what your, your body's sure. doing. Yeah. Sure. If your goal, John, was to knock a ball to its target, it's kind of a, a, a goal that we all have. Mm. It's kind of the whole idea of the game, up, actually, right? Right. I came up and said, John, I, I just want you to put your hands out and I want you to hold the club. And then I decided to twist the club face, you know, say 20 degrees to the left. And I said, your goal's still the same. Hit it to the target. You will. Okay. You will do something in that body move to open up that face 20 right. degrees. Yeah. 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 If I did it the opposite, I opened your, your club face 20 degrees. You would do something to close the club face 20 degrees in a golf swing. More often than not, you would be unsuccessful. Right. But you would be working some sort of way to make that work. Yeah. And the trouble is, is that that's what most golfers do is they screw up the club face, screw up their grip. It gets delivered poorly. They see the result. They don't like the result. Their brain says, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. And now we're into the, let's try this mode. Let's Uh try that. Let's try the other thing. Let's see if we can pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. It's troublesome. It is. And we have all been there repeatedly. All been there repeatedly, man. So remember that it can be as simple as the grip and that grip change and it's funny when when you do it this way, when you when you look at how your hands hang naturally and hold the club that way, you don't have to make an adjustment. It does not feel funny. It doesn't feel like, man, I've got to make this adjustment because I've never held it like this before. It feels natural. It does. It's I had somebody today. I shook their arm free. I let it hang down on the left side of their body. I moved the club over to it and put it in their hands the way their hands naturally hang down. And he just looked at me and goes, why is that so easy? And why does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I said, because that's where your arm's hanging off your body. 
Yeah. Your arm does not hang in the middle. Why don't you move the club to your hand and arm instead of trying to move your hand and arm to the club? Yeah. And he looked at me and he's like, okay. <laughs> and all of his balls were going up the middle when on the range prior to showing up, he was hitting them everywhere except the middle. Right. And, and, it's and then all the balls he hit were up the middle and he just, like it can't be that simple. And I said, but it is that simple of an arm angle, hand angle relative to the club face upon right. delivery. This is what your arms are going to do. So if your balls are not going straight, that should be your first fix, your first attempt, your first try. Yeah. Pay attention to fixing alignment, ball position and grip. Mm-hmm. With the grip being. Maybe the first thing you should try to change. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. right? Sometimes it's the club face, but the grip's okay. Yeah. You know, one's on one end of the club and the other's on the other. So it's a relationship between the two. Right. Whatever I do with one, if I twist the one end, I definitely twisted the other end. Yeah. yeah. Not hard. It's no. not difficult stuff here. No, it's not, it's not rocket science. No. Or rocket surgery or brain science or whatever you want to call it. It's not even. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> just. It's just physics and physiology and yeah. psychology. Psychology, <laughs> little little geometry thrown in for good measure. That's great. So really four is. reasons why it goes to the right and myriad ways to fix it. Uh, but again, have somebody look at what you're doing. Don't try to figure it out on your own because the chances are you're going to be wrong. Send and, me a video. Yeah, you can do you that. Know, send the stuff to me. I'll tell them. Yeah, I can see it. I do it all day long. Jeff Smith, so golf instruction.com, man. Yeah. Tonight, um, when I go home, I've got eight people waiting on videos for me. Yeah. I'm going to send it to them. Good. Cool. Answer them back. Here you go. Here's what I'm, th- here's what I'm talking about. Here's With what we circles, got. Circles and arrows and a paragraph on each one describing what each one is to be used as evidence yeah. against them. So that's right. You may know where that came from. I'll tell you one of the things that we're going to do again, it's jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. Um, we have a little, uh, little free class, master class, whatever you want to call it, uh, on how to use golf correctly for business. Because a lot of yeah. people think business is done on the golf course. It's really not. But, but you know, bring a contract or a purchase order with you if you play with a client anyhow. But still, there are things you should do. There are things you should not do. And there are ways that you can make money by using the proper ways of putting a a team together for a charity golf scramble. Because probably once again, somebody's called you, solicited you, asked you to uh, sponsor a hole. And you say, well, okay, they're good people. I'll pay the money. But how do I make money off this? Uh, We will be able to teach you that. It is a one-hour, actually, it's a 50-minute masterclass. If you would like an invitation, it's a very small group we're going to invite. If you'd like an invitation, just go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com and ask for an invitation, okay? Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. All right. So if the ball goes to the right, you've got four ways. Actually, you've got four reasons it goes to the right and many ways on how to try to fix it. You're welcome. Make sure you You fix it. it next time you go out and play some golf. (laughs) 